Welcome back to the Jacob McLaughlin podcast and radio show. Excited to be coming to you guys this evening on a Sunday. It's been absolutely beautiful here in Scottsdale, Arizona. We hit a high of 73 today. Uh, so I hope your guys' winter is staying warm as I talk to my friends from the Midwest and they tell me it's like nine degrees. Uh, so I try not to say that it's super beautiful. I try to be like, oh yeah, it kind of sucks, but uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are having a great week whenever you guys are listening to this, uh, but coming into today with a topic that I want to go over with you guys, and it's why you're not seeing the results you're wanting. Uh, so this is something that we get brought up a lot because it's like, hey, you guys started working out, you guys started eating right, and we're not seeing what we wanted. We're not seeing it as fast as we want. Uh, so I want to go over a couple uh, options why you might not be seeing the results that you want and why all the uh, hard work isn't paying off to the extent that you want it to. Now, first, before I go into this, I just want to go off of what I just said about seeing the results you want. I will say Many times we have higher expectations uh, than that are actually like realistic. For example, I'll get people be like, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds in a month, which I'm not saying it's not doable. It is for some people, depending on how overweight they are, definitely doable. But um, what happens is too many times we set these crazy unrealistic goals and then we want to ha- see them in two to three weeks. Uh, craziest ones is like I've actually had – uh, some clients be like, hey, I worked out. It's been an hour later. I'm not seeing any results. And I just shake my head because I'm not really sure what to say to that one. <laughs> I just smile. And I'm like, well, we got some news uh, for you. It's going to take a little longer than 30 minutes to see the results you're wanting. Uh, but being realistic, uh, being on like more serious note, uh, it just does take time, you guys. It's I usually tell people, especially with the challenges we do, um, around that week three, week four, uh, it'll kind of come in. And then usually by week six, it's like, Oh wow! I I didn't see the difference because I'm you guys are looking at each other or you're looking at yourself in the mirror every single day, right? And it's like I really haven't changed. But when you take that like six weeks, it's like wow! I did I lost seven inches or I lost you know twelve pounds, uh, which is amazing. Um, in those six weeks or whatever the time span that you guys are doing it. So I I always just want to preface it with that is many times we put unrealistic goals and and I do it myself. I'm not just saying you guys, I do it myself where it's like, Hey, I want to be seeing stuff go a little faster, but it's, that's where it's like a whole nother podcast where I've talked about just trusting the process. It will all come uh, to where it needs to be. So I'm moving on to where my show notes are. I just going into seeing the results you want, especially for the people, you know, that are starting to get into this and they're just not really sure what to expect. Uh, So number one, The biggest problem that we see why you're not seeing the results that you want is calorie intake. Now, there's several subcategories that I have this broken down into, uh, but I'll just read right off what I got. It's usually uh, incorrect portion size. Uh, We're getting too many carbs and fats, uh, calories from them. And then also, it might be just the quality of food you're eating. Now, with that said, it's always going to be when you're talking about weight loss, you're trying to lose weight. poundage or body fat or whatever it is, it's going to be calories in versus calories out, right? So if you eat 1,200 calories a day and you burn 1,400 calories, you're in a 200-calorie deficit, you'll probably see a result over time. You will see a result because you're in a deficit. Now, if you're in a surplus, that's where we get problems. Now, this is what I see is people thinking that they're in a deficit when they're actually in a surplus because we're not weighing our food. We're not looking at what we're actually eating. And then also, I will say the quality of food will make a difference. Now, If you eat 1,200 calories of Skittles, which sounds amazing, but uh, probably not the most realistic thing, but if you guys eat 1,200 calories of Skittles and you burn 1,400 calories, you're going to lose weight because you're in that deficit, right? That's what we want. 
But what I will say is you're going to look a certain way because the person who eats a higher protein diet and a person who eats a lower protein diet, they're going to look two different ways because to be real, we're made of protein. We're made of muscle. Uh, that's what we need in our life. So the average American, we have it flipped on its head. The average American consume, consumes too many carbs, too many fats, not enough protein. And what it needs to be is Protein's your number one. Carbs are probably your second filler, and then fats number three, uh, depending on what it is. But that's where we've run into problems, is because like I'll just give an example. Food log that I'll read is like if I'm doing uh, food logs, it will be like, hey, this person ate 187 carbohydrates, they ate 93 grams of fat, and they ate 40 grams of protein. And it's like, well, no wonder we're not really seeing the results we really want because if we would switch it up to, hey, if it's a guy, I'm going to say 150. If it's a female, I'm going to say probably around 100 just for basic. Like again, if it's someone I'm working with, we'll get more into it. But just going like basic guidelines, uh, 100 grams or 150 grams of protein a day. And then we're going to round that carbohydrates into that 100, 150, depending on who you are. And then the fats around 70 or below um, is usually my uh, typical, hey, you want to see results. Let's try this and we'll kind of play with it. Uh, but again, when you guys are having a higher protein intake, it's going to make you look a different way. So that's something that I always push uh, because we need to have protein in our diet. Now, number one that I have listed is portion size. So what I say is that is most people don't know what four ounces of chicken looks like. Most people don't know what a serving of peanut butter looks like. And I say this because if you don't know what four ounces of chicken looks like, most most of the logs I uh, read, especially uh, females, it will be like, hey, I ate two ounces of chicken, which is great. I'm like, hey, you ate your chicken. That's cool. You got 12 grams of protein. We still got 100. Now, if you would have ate four ounces of chicken, we would be at 24, 25. But with that said, if you're just weighing and you don't know, then you don't know if if you think two ounces is actually four ounces, you're missing out on that 12 to 14 grams of protein like I've been talking about. So that's where weighing out your food matters for that point, but also especially peanut butter. Like peanut butter is my go-to. If you guys don't know me, uh, I'm a peanut butter addict. Uh, I save most of my fats. I probably get three-fourths of my fat intake a day from peanut butter. It's just it's what I like. Um, so I'm going to do that. But I can have a tablespoon of, or I can have a serving of peanut butter on a spoon and then I can have three servings of peanut butter on a spoon. If you've never weighed out what a serving of peanut butter, which is two tablespoons, uh, you'll come to find out it's actually nothing. Uh, it's pretty depressing. And once you guys see about it for the amount of calories you're about to take in. Uh, but that's where we get into problems. People will start eating things and they think they're only having one, two servings. For example, if you guys are eating something out of a bag, you're like, hey, I had like, oh, I only had one or two servings, but you had half the bag without even thinking about it. And you actually had six servings. Uh, so that's where I get it a lot is people just, they've never weighed food. They've never looked at it. And again, I don't want people to become obsessive with weighing their food. I don't think that's healthy. But what I would do it for is an educational tool is I want you to know what four ounces of chicken looks like. I want you to know what six ounces of vegetables look like, sweet potatoes, broccoli, whatever it is. Um, you know, and then also, hey, that's probably a serving of peanut butter. That's Maybe that's a, a serving and a half. Oh, that looks like about a half a cup of oatmeal. You know, things like that. That's why I do it. It's an educational tool for you guys. Uh, so I usually tell people to buy the scale. You can get a cheap one from Walmart for like 10, 15 bucks or on Amazon. And then just weigh out your stuff for a week or two, maybe even a month, just so you guys can see what it actually looks like. So this then when you guys are logging, you can kind of, okay, this is what this looks like. Uh, because again, I don't want you guys to get obsessive with it. Don't you want to weigh out and be like, oh, I can't have this because I have to only weigh that. But that's where I tell people to start because normally it's like, okay, they think they're taking one tablespoon of peanut butter, but they're taking two to three. And that's an extra two to 400 calories that they're adding into their day that they're not accounting for. And if you do that one, two, three times a day, 
there's your progress. You know, it could be a little as two to 300 calories that you're going over a surplus that is limiting you seeing the results you want. Now, number two onto that one, uh, the next common one I see is the fats and the proteins, not enough, or the fats and the carbs, not enough protein, which I already went over. Um, again, people just need to focus on having the protein turn on its head. Protein is king. We want it to be number one. Uh, if we can, you know, uh, trying to have carbs, clean carbs coming in second and then fats, depending on what your lifestyle is. Again, I don't get into the whole keto, uh, you know, the whole 30, everybody has their own thing. Um, that's a, that's a topic for a different day. Uh, but that's just what I prescribe to the average person who doesn't want to have dietary restrictions. Um, then we'll go into number three and that's where it's just what I tell people. It's going to be calories in versus calories out, but it's going to look a different way if you're eating real food or if you're eating junk food. Um, you're going to look two different ways. It's just is what it is. You're eating, if you're eating processed food or you're eating, eating whole natural foods, foods from the ground, like, you know, the meats or the vegetables compared to if you're just eating a bunch of cereal. It, again, you're just, you'll look different ways. You might weigh the, lose the weight. You might weigh something, but it's just different looks, uh, when you take your shirt off. And then also what I come into with that for the calories is for the most clients I work with, um, and adults, it's alcohol. Alcohol consumption is normally the one thing. We actually have a guy at the gym. Uh, he's awesome. I don't want to put him on here, but he's awesome dude. But they've been telling him to just stop drinking for like seven years. He finally stopped drinking about five months ago. He's the most shredded I've ever seen this dude. The dude's 50 plus years old and he's got veins coming out. And it's just because he gave up drinking. That was the only difference that he's made in the last five months was he stopped alcohol consumption. And now this dude's 50 and he's shredded. And he looks better than most 20-year-olds. So uh, it's crazy what you can do with that. But also just you know, a, a glass of wine a night. You know, what people don't think about, depending on what your pour is, is it could be an extra two to 300 calories. And like I said, two to 300 calories a week, like when you do that could be the reason why you're not seeing a difference. Now, if you think about that, if you do one glass a night and you do it five nights, you just added 15, you know, a thousand or 1500 extra calories into your whole entire week that you wouldn't have had without those drinks. So again, I'm not saying that don't drink, don't have it, but just be aware, you know, what I see is when people will go to work parties or they'll drink three, four, five, six plus times a week, you're just really limiting yourself. And then also I've talked about it before uh, in a different podcast about also what happens when you actually drink alcohol. You know, it's actually a poison to your body. So your body stops the whole fat burning process to get the poison out of your body. So it's actually like a double whammy when you guys are having the alcohol consumption. Again, not saying that you guys shouldn't have it, that it's bad, but it's just something to be aware of when you guys are eating it or drinking it. Now, second one that we're going to go into the second top subject is workout intensity. Now, this one is huge. Uh, if you guys know me, I like to talk, hence why I have a podcast. <laughs> but uh, you guys, what I'll see is like, you, we all know if you've been to a gym, you've all seen the person who, you know, they spend 30 minutes on the same machine sitting on their phone uh, and they did four sets. They did a total of 30 reps, 50 reps, and they were there for 30 minutes. Uh, and A, you get really mad if you're the person trying to use that machine. Uh, that's when uh, things get heated or you just go somewhere else and do something else. But oh, nobody likes the person who just, sits there and doesn't do enough work. You know, they're in gym, but that 30 minutes really wasn't spent productively. And then also like I go with it is we also know, uh, the, the chatty people, the people that just come to socialize, you know, uh, I know people when I go into the gym, it's like, I put my headphones on, I call it a resting gym face. Uh, I'm not the most nice looking person when I'm in the gym. And it's not because I don't want to be nice. It's just because like, I don't like to 
a talk while I work out. It's my, it's my time to go. But there's these people that are legit will be at the gym and they're just looking around, walking around just to start a conversation because it's their social place. It's where they like to hang out. It's where they want to talk to people. Um, and so, you know, they might not look the best, but they just hang out at the gym and talk to people and nothing, not bagging on that. I'm just saying, if that's you and you're not seeing the results, now we know why the problem is, right? You're, you're spending too much time talking. We're taking too much rest in between. Uh, that's really what I see it. And I joke around with my own clients, you know, when they're like, oh, Jacob, how do you work out or what's your workouts like? I just tell them I'm trying not to die. Um, and I joke about that. But in all seriousness, it's kind of the truth. Like when I do something, usually within, I try to keep my rest pretty low. Um, so basically once I start breathing, I get done with a set, breathing really heavy, go grab a drink. And then I'm right back into the set. I don't really have much time to mess around with stuff. If I'm doing like lifting stuff or if it's Metcon, I just nonstop for the 20, 30 minutes that I'm doing it. Uh, but that's what it is. You know, like I'm trying to push myself to the limits every single time and getting that heart rate up. Now I, I tell people, you know, if you can have your heart rate around that 120 to 160, even higher, uh, depending on again, fitness level, where you're at in shape, how long you've been working out, all that good stuff, age. Uh, but making sure that you guys are actually doing quality workouts while you're there. You know, like some of the worst workouts I have 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Like I I've spent two hours in a gym before, but I've had some workouts that like, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes are the worst ones. For example, today's my Sunday workout. I do conditioning today. I go on the air runner, which is like a self-propelled tre treadmill. I do 25 calories. I jump off. I do 10 ab wheel rollouts. I do 25 calories on the assault bike. And then I do 10 ab wheel rollouts and I do that for five sets. So in the, I set the clock for 25 minutes, uh, but in that 25 minutes, I do it. I do 250 calories and 100 ab wheel rollouts, uh, and that's a lot more productive than some days I would do, you know, in an hour. So the intensity matters on what you guys are doing. It. So I just tell people why you guys are in the gym. The intensity is going to matter. Get that heart rate up. Get that sweating, um, that sweat going, and making sure you guys are pushing yourself. I, like I said, I joke about it, but I'm halfway serious. Like. Every time I work out, I want to quit. My brain's like, stop, stop. It's too hard. It's too much. But then I'm like, no, nah, screw you. I got to do this. You know, that that's my mindset. Again, I'm not saying you guys have to be that intense. But what I am saying is you guys shouldn't be able to just to talk the whole time. Like when I do it, if I have a conversation, I would stop and I would be saying a th couple of words and then I have to stop, breathe, catch my breath and then finish the sentence. You guys shouldn't be able to talk like I'm talking now and be working out. That means we're just not working hard enough uh, in that respect. So that's something I always put. And also just looking at the heart rate. Um, again, it's going to vary on everybody, your fitness levels, your age levels, um, whatever you're at. But a good uh, thumb is just a thumb of rule. I messed that saying up. <laughs> uh, but whatever you guys are going to do, I just haven't probably about 120 to 160, getting it up, getting that heart rate up uh, and doing what you guys can, pushing yourselves to the limit, depending on what you guys like to do. It doesn't matter if you guys are lifting. It doesn't matter if you guys like group fitness or whatever it is. You guys just need to make sure that you guys are pushing it to the limit when you guys are hitting your workouts. And then lastly, going into the uh, most important part is the recovery. Now, this is where I see the biggest drop off of uneducation uh, or uneducated uh, clients and not saying that they're not smart. They just don't know about the recovery process, right? So like when I put, when I say recovery, I'm talking about stress levels, the amount of sleep you're getting, proper mobility, everything you guys are doing. And because of this, that's why I want to bring this up is, you know, when you guys are stressed, you guys release hormones in your guys' body. So that's where I come into uh, number one is cortisol. Cortisol is a hormone. When you guys are working out, it's actually a stressor. Your body's releasing it. And it's it actually, when it gets too high, when you guys have too much cortisol in your guys' life, it can actually lead to high blood pressure, fatigue, 
weight gain can hold water in your guys's face you guys can feel dead feel like you have no energy uh, it can also have several effects on your guys's organs uh in the long term. Now, this isn't to scare you. Say, oh my God, if you're stressed, you need to go get checked out in cortisol. But what I am saying is if you guys' cortisol is too high, it's going to have an effect on you. Because I just actually went and got blood work done at the doctor's and I actually had to talk to the doctor and he's like, I had low testosterone at one point. Uh, it was actually the day before I did my show, which makes sense because when I was doing my show, I was working out seven days a week up to two to three hours, including cardio. I was under eating by about a thousand calories what I eat now. And so you're overworking out, you're under eating, your stress levels are way elevated and, and AKA your cortisol, which is going to affect your sleep. Which So when you sleep, you're not recovering in the body, which just drops your testosterone and raises your estrogen for at least me it did. Um, so that's why I bring up, but cortisol will have that negative effect that you guys don't want. Now, again, you guys need cortisol in your life, but we don't want to get too high. And when stress levels are too high, we do see uh, cortisol levels raise with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that is something to keep in mind is stress levels are going to affect you. They're going to make hormone imbalances happen in your body. Uh, so that's why we always talk about we want it to be nice and uh, stress-free. That's why if you look at the bodybuilders, they're talking about, hey, they just pretty much work out, sleep, and try to keep uh, – as stay as stress uh, free as possible because the stress will have an effect on their um, physiques and how they recover. Now, <clears throat> number two, uh, this one might be the most important one for everybody is the amount of sleep you guys get. You, your body needs adequate sleep to recover. And what most people don't understand is your body actually uh, recovers and builds and gets better and does all the great things while you guys sleep. Uh, when you guys sleep, that's when all the cells start to go to work. Everything starts to go uh, do things. That's why when you guys wake up, sometimes you guys are a little lighter. You look, you feel better. You look better, like especially when you guys are doing physique shows and seeing things happen. A lot of stuff happens when you guys are sleeping. So if you guys aren't getting enough sleep, that's that can also affect what's happening. That's what we talk about. Like in the bodybuilding world, use eight to twelve hours of sleep because your body is getting repaired. Like legit, think of little uh, roofers on the house going down and fixing your muscles, making them bigger, and doing all that work while you're sleeping. Uh, so that's why they push for hey, trying to get enough sleep in your guys's life. Uh, again, when you guys aren't getting as enough enough sleep, it's gonna not have the results. I'm not saying you guys lose all the results that you do, but you know, I always talk about it like, Hey, if you were getting eight hours and now you're only getting three hours, maybe you're only getting 50, 60% of the results you could have got if you got eight to plus hours. And now again, I know that's not realistic for some of you guys, um, especially being parents working doing all that great stuff, but sleep levels are, or sleep uh, hours are going to make a big difference on what you do on how your body heals itself and also helping to reduce injuries. Uh, because if you guys are just going and running on empty all the time, we get higher into that opportunity of injuries. And then the last one, proper mobility. Uh, we're really big at that on J at JSF. And like what I do, I'm huge on mobility because nobody stretches, nobody does anything. Most people don't even know what a foam roller is, which blows my mind. Uh, and that's one of my big things is just teaching people how to foam roll. Um, because what happens is when you guys work out, your muscles get tighter, they start to pull on stuff, they start to put stress on certain joints and things like that. And if you guys aren't resetting that, if you ain't, or if you're not, excuse me, sorry, my bad language. Uh, but if you guys aren't doing the foam rolling, you guys aren't doing the releases, massages, all that good stuff, what happens is it gets too tight, gets too tight. And then we are more chance of injury. You know, usually a tight muscle uh, is one of the causes of an injury. You know, if your quad's super tight, you're not rolling it, you're not foam rolling it, and then you don't warm up properly and you go too much, you pull the quad. Uh, so 
that's how most of that works. So just putting you guys in better positions of actually, you know, making sure you guys are taking 15 minutes to do simple stretches, do simple foam rollings, which if you guys jump over to uh, my YouTube channel, I have a whole foam rolling playlist at Jacob McLaughlin Fitness on YouTube. Uh, it has all the foam rolling and stretching routines that I like people to do uh, just to help you guys get into feeling better. You know, because of the bigger thing is what I just tell people is low back, almost 98. 9% of the time when people are like, hey, my low back hurts, it's not your low back. It's your hamstrings, it's your piriformis, it's your hip flexors. Those are usually the three that I see. QLs will come into there. Uh, but yeah, it's the muscles around it that's starting to yank on stuff because your hamstrings are so tight because you do lunges, you do squats, you do all this stuff and you've never once foam rolled and now it's tilting the pelvis or it's pulling on the pelvis and now it's putting stuff in that spine that's causing the low back pain so making sure you guys are doing proper mobility is important and uh helping you guys do that which is also going to put your likeliness of getting injured down so you guys want to make sure you guys are doing that so the big takeaway out of this is to be eating in a deficit keeping your intensity high during your guys's workouts and to recover properly um you know it's gonna the little things like this over and over and over are going to add up and to help you see the results you guys want. I really appreciate you guys staying on here, listening to me uh, go on for the day. If you guys are on YouTube, I would appreciate if you guys press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are on the podcast, I would love for you guys to write a review. Um, it would mean the world to me. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And until next time, you guys do something active, spend time with people you love, and you live your life to the fullest. I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,